to the Prophet's Voice podcast. Here we are with real life, real time, real talk with a very real God. We are excited. My name is Elder Gwen Cohen. And like I said, that's my word. We are excited to be back in the studio. We can't kind of a hiatus with Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving holiday. Looking forward to another time of rest yes. when Christmas is coming. I am in the studio with the amazing Marcus Mooney of Opay. Original purpose and intent media productions. <laughs> yes, how are I you? need to make sure I said that correctly. You did say that correctly. All right, with him in the studio. What an amazing, amazing spiritual mind, and of course, none other than my thirty-year boo. <laughs> my thirty-year boo. I y'all. like that. I like that. Yeah, my thirty-year boo. Three, one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> a decade for each. In the person of Elder Elliot Cohen. Love you, honey. Yes. Oh, he's in the house. I get love back, y'all. I'm 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 blushing out. I'm blushing here. But anyway, <laughs> we are back to talk about the book Real Life, Real Time, Real Talk with a Very Real God. Want to make sure that you understand if this is the first time you're listening in, you can visit us at www.theprophetsvoice.net. If you want to reach out, you can hit us up at info at theprophetsvoice.net. We'll answer you, I promise, at least within 24 hours. Yes. Marcus, we are on chapter nine. Yes, we are. This it, is one of my favorite chapters. I had a good time even writing this one. It's It's been so good. I mean, I, all eight chapters so far have been a blessing to me. And, and I, you know, preferably the, the audience, I'm sure many can say the same, but, you know, um, and, and then many more to come to listen. Uh, I know you're going to be blessed, but uh, can I go ahead and give them the title? Yeah, can I, you, can I, I want you to go ahead, ahead and give the title and read let, the first paragraph. Let, of me this go, let me go ahead and give them the title. Okay. Why can't? I touch your anointing. Yes. I mean, with two hands. Now, let me stop. Yeah, that's, yeah you tell the truth. That's how I wrote it. In the spirit of it. Why can't I touch your anointing? That's right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a proponent of church hurt. Yes. I believe hurt is hurt, no matter where it comes from. Uh, do we say familiar or family hurt uh, when family members criticize or degrade us? Do we say job hurt when coworkers, supervisors, or managers embarrass or harass us? Do we say grocery hurt <laughs> when the clerk at the supermarket is nasty or mean to us? No, hurt is hurt. And either way, I often want to retaliate. Tell the Ooh, truth. That is the truth. That is if the I truth. Ever heard it? Come on, uh, we talking about the saints of God. <laughs> that's right. Wanting to retaliate. Right. I think. I think we placed a higher level of expectation on church folk. We assume because they know Jesus, and that is an assumption within itself. Yes. They will act a certain <laughs> way. Uh-huh. I have learned over the years that expectation is genuinely unrealistic. Uh, or that expectation is yes. genuinely unrealistic. Yes. We forget Peter denied him, him being Jesus. He denied him. Yes. Peter, Peter, y'all. This yes. is Peter. Judas betrayed him. Thomas doubted him. Martha, Lazarus' sister, rebuked him. The point is, we've all felt a certain way when people who are in the church, especially leaders, do something intentional or not to hurt us. Don't we act different? We do. Come on, let's talk about that difference a little bit. We, we have an expectation 
of, of church. That's right. We have an expectation of people in church. And I think sometimes what we fail to realize is everybody there's got issues mm-hmm. and we all working on them. That's right. And we all letting the Holy Spirit work on us. Mm-hmm. And so often we go into these situations. Now, I am not, please let me do a disclaimer here. I am not condoning someone using you as a doormat, insulting you. No. I don't care where it is, whether no. it's work, her, church, there's a process on your job to handle that. Okay. Facts. Understand that when something has been said to you in a religious environment, in church environment, or done to you, there is a process. There's a biblical process, a way to handle it. And that that's the way that we should handle it. That's correct. However, I do believe, I just, well, let me say, I don't believe that there's specific church hurt. It is hurt across the board. That's right. The same people that hurt us in church are probably the same people that hurt other people in other places. That's right. Correct. And they're hurt themselves. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt hurt people. So I want to just kind of share this little story. I was told early in ministry by a spiritual leader I had profound respect for. I needed to diminish my gifts Mm. to help other ministerial staff feel okay with me. In his words, I needed to learn how to do politics in ministry. I needed to tone down my preaching and not expect the Holy Spirit to move all the time. There were people I had to stroke. We're going to leave that word there. Yeah, let's leave it right there. And I had to learn how to do it do that if I was to continue to serve God there. Mm. So they systematically, with great enthusiasm, began to embarrass me and shame me in the pulpit. True story, y'all. Mm. There, and I'm sure there are plenty of you out there that got worse stories than that. That's right. We could sit down and rehash all of that, but we're not trying to. There was an immediate public critique of my message if I preached. If I was given an assignment, there was a covert operation to ensure I would fail. And more public pulpit humiliation followed. Mm. Since I was new to ministry, I thought this would grow and develop me. I didn't know any better. I do know the more it was done, the angrier I got. I was angry. Yes. I was sitting in the pulpit angry. I was sitting in the pew angry. I was sitting in my office angry. I was angry. Mm. I was angry. Now, here's the kicker, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My daughter, Shavana has this thing where she says, you can mess with me, just don't mess with my kids. Mm, okay. Yes. Now, I was okay with what was done to me. My thought process was so warped then. I thought at the time, the more you willingly suffered at the hands of others, the better your ministry would be. You could talk about me all you wanted to. Public embarrassment and humiliation had been a part of my upbringing, so it didn't move me much. At the time, I thought this was how it was supposed to be to prepare for you for ministry. Don't ask me where I got that crazy thinking from. However, I did draw the line, Marcus. Yes, you got to draw the line. With my family. That's right. My husband (laughs) and my children. Hold up. (laughs) Were off limits. That's right. Come on, y'all hey, know what I'm talking about out ma- there. You're just a mama bear being a mama out bear. Out there in media land, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can say what you want to say about me. I don't care. Don't matter to me. <laughs> say something about my husband, my boo. Say something about my kids. And it's a problem. That's it. And I will meet you in the parking lot of the same church. <laughs> Minus my heels, my earrings. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Because I always carry Vaseline in my purse. <laughs> Just Marcus case. is laughing at me. But Just if y'all could case. see his face, he's <laughs> laughing at me, but he's kind of looking like, hmm, maybe I need to like pray for Eldamore. Okay. Maybe I need to pray for her a little bit more. 
Okay. Well, as time would have it, they went there. Our son got into trouble, as young people do when they make poor choices. And by the way, let me say this to you. God has done an amazing work in our son, and I am so excited. Marcus was sharing with us earlier. They have similar stories, but I'm watching someone go from having made poor choices to now being an example in the community, going to schools, talking to young boys, uh, actually showing up on a um, website in the city here for a ministry here, just really, and being on television. So I just need to let y'all know for any of y'all want to say anything, <laughs> that how God delivers folk That's and right. works things out. That's right. And we are excited about our son, George, and all that God is doing in his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and there was this public tirade on 1 Timothy 3 about keeping your children in line. Subsequently, if I couldn't, you probably weren't fit for ministry. Mm. Mm, We all knew where the inference landed. It was coming out of the pulpit while no names were called, which is usually the case. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And for those of you that have experienced it, I understand where you are. And those of you that are doing it, we're going to pray for you. That's right. How about that? That's right. Suddenly, I found myself standing by their car. Come on, Marcus. I need to talk about that. (laughs) By the car. I'm going to stop right there. By the car. By the car. By the car. I was standing by their car after service. Don't know how I got there. Oh, my goodness. You just saw red. That's what happened. All I know was that's where I, I, I realized that's where I was. I'm going to let you take it from there. You know, uh, standing by the car because you can't leave until you get these hands. I, I, yeah. You know, I, you, yeah. you can't go where you need to go right. until you get what you need to get. Yeah, right, you right, know? right, and, right, and, uh, right, you know, real right. talk, real talk, real, real life. Talk. We, we all been there uh, a time or two. Yes, you know, real talk. Uh, where we wanted to physically express what we were feeling Come on emotionally. Now. Yes, really. You know? And yes. that's a real talk place. That's a real talk place. And I say in the book, I was fully prepared to manage the potential arrest and assault charges. <laughs> I need y'all to understand. Come on now. Come on, somebody. We talking real talk here. Yes. Don't get offended. Yes. Don't get in your feelings. Come on. It's real talk. There are those of us out there that have felt that way. Yes. And these have been anointed people of God mm. that in their ignorance, I'm going to say it, in their ignorance, and perhaps in the way that they were treated, felt this was the right thing to do mm. or the right thing to say. See, I'm giving folk a pass. I'm going to give them a pass. Hey, give them a pass. I'm going to give them a pass because <laughs> I pray now for them. I really do. I really strongly pray for them. And I pray for myself mm-hmm. because it's a process, folk. We are working through a process. Yes. You know, and often when we say things for those of us that are in ministry, they just like to let things come out of our mouths mm-hmm. and say whatever we say to people mm. without thinking about what we're saying. We got to remember, you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know what hurt they've been through. You don't know where they are emotionally. So you don't good. know what they, where they are mentally or spiritually. And you can find yourself in a situation where you hemmed up. Mm-hmm. because of something that was said out of your mouth when in fact we understand the power of the tongue. There's life and death. And what did James say? It's something that cannot be tamed That's or bridled. Right. And right. we have to learn, especially in ministry, to tame our tongues. We can't say everything we want to say. That's right. We can't say it the way we want to say it. We have to stop for a moment. My mm-hmm. father used to do something really interesting. Um, whenever I, I knew when he was mad because mm-hmm. he would always count to 10. Mm. Just out of the blue. Somebody say something, somebody do something, and I hear my dad, one, two, and I mean all the way to 10. He'd take a deep breath, and then he'd speak. Yeah. And I asked him one day, I said, what's going on from one to 10 in the count? (laughs) He said, I'm counting down my anger. Wow. Wow. 
He said, I'm counting down my anger. I'm bringing myself. I make a conscious effort to bring myself down. That's so good. Because if I stop at one, I'm liable to slap somebody. And I mean, that's what, you know, I'm, and he was a boxer. He oh, was a boxer. Yeah. He boxed when yeah. he was young. He said, I'm liable to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. So when I get to two, he said, I'm still angry, but I don't necessarily have to hit him. Yeah. When I get to three, he said, I realize I don't need to, I don't need to change the trajectory of my life right. because of something they said. Right. When I get to four, I start looking at me. And knowing that I have control over me. When I get to five, he said, I realize I have a family and that there are other people that would suffer the consequences. consequences from my actions. Yes. When I get to six, he said, I start looking at myself again. Mm. When I get to seven, I keep looking at me and realizing that I'm a different person than I was before. That's good. He said, by the time I get to eight, I look to Jesus. Wow. When I get to nine, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. And when I get to 10, God and I are on one accord. That's so good. That's what he said. That's Marcus, so good. what do you think? I will never see one to 10 the same again. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, one of the things that, that stuck out to me just now when you were saying that, uh, you know, how you, you were upset enough and we get there, we all do. Um, to where you you had already calculated the consequences. I had already counted the And then accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think about what's more dangerous. You know, you could put a bull in a china shop and yeah, it's going to tear some stuff up. You know, it's already, it's going to tear some stuff up. But what if you take the time to actually put a red dot on every piece of china <laughs> and then you let him go? He's not going to stop until he hit every red dot. Every red it's dot. It's calculated and measured. It's different. Yes. It hit different when you've gotten to that place. Yes, it uh, hit so different. that's when you need to really start <laughs> counting. <laughs> right. I like that. That's good. When you find yourself in that, because I was. Yeah. I, had, I, I mean, literally, I had calculated the amount of time the I had calculated how long it was going to take the police to get there. Wow. I had calculated the damage I could do between now and the time that they got there. Mm. Okay. Mm. I had calculated in my head already the cost that Elliot would have to pay to bail me out. Wow. And how long that would take. Because he probably have to do it out of his profit sharing. So we know it was going to take a few days. So I already figured out I was going to be in jail a few days. Mm -hmm. So I already knew who I was going to call to make sure the kids got to school, to make sure he was okay. I'd already done, I mean, literally. And and think about the time that it took me to, to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had already factored all of that in. I'd factored in financially what it was going to cost us because I was going to lose my job. I knew that. I was going to lose my job. So how how were we going to be, how was the management of the household going to happen? All of that I calculated. And then it's very interesting. I said, um, and as public as they had been with me, I was equally as public with my response to the final straw. No one could talk me down. Mm. And people tried to. Enough is enough. Right? Mm, Yes. And so I waited. And I knew they were waiting. (laughs) Because they were inside. They wouldn't come outside. There was lots of encouragement. Interesting. Now, listen to this. There were lots of encouragement from others to inflict added physical pain on their behalf. Ooh, wee. They Speak was giving, that, Marcus. They come was, on. Come on now. They was giving stones to you. They was like, you ain't got enough. Here, take my rock and hit him with it, too. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that just, you know, that, that brings me to a thought. And I have to, I have to be honest. And, and it's not that we're here to judge people or, or make people look bad or feel no, bad. Not no, all. not at all. It's real talk, It's real talk. It's real talk. We have to realize not all people who are, quote unquote, of God 
actually know God. Yeah, yeah. You know, surface level and relationship level are two different things. That's right. So you had some surface level stuff going on. Oh, yeah. I had people know. bringing me bags of rocks. You know. And <laughs> here's my bag. Here's here's my bag. <laughs> In a spot where maturity would tell you that this is where this person needs to be covered. They need to be uh, definitely, you know, helped. Helped. Right then and there mm-hmm. in that situation, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can't throw your emotions in the hat along with theirs. Somebody has to be level-headed and allow God to work. And I had, I knew I was going to do this before I left the house because my family was not there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, I knew they weren't going to be there. Wow. I knew they weren't going to be wow. at service that day. They were going to be handling some other family stuff. So I knew Elliot wasn't going to be there and he had the kids with him. So I knew this. So I I, I knew this. So, so I already planned this. You knew that the voice of reason was not there. Oh, I already, I, I knew. I, it was a voice of reason. It was just who I was reasoning, reasoning with. with. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And all of us have had reasoning moments with demonic influences uh, in yes, our life. Come yes. on, let's, be, let's real. be real. This is real talk. Let's be real. And I, yes, I am elder. Yes, I've been in ministry 30 years plus. Yes, mm-hmm. I do believe I, I, I have a relationship with God that allows me to be who I am and be okay with who I am. And I have such a relationship, I realize no one can stop me but me. That's so right. I need to let y'all know all of that. Yeah, I speak in tongues. I do all that. But I need you. I lay on hands. I do all that. But I need you to know there does come a point where you're asking God, why can't I touch your anointed? Because your anointed has ticked me off. Mm. Your anointed has touched the core of me. Yes. And rendered me um, uh, um, ungodly, mm. unfaithful. Yes. Your anointed have hurt me to the core. And at that point, I want to get back, period. period. And the point only blank. way I know to get back is throwing some hands. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's it. You know, I got to tell this quick story. Sure. Uh, you know, one of the things that God had, had to help me with was understanding that um, people are going to be people. So yes. we have to expect them to be people. That's right. And right. not God. And not gods. That's exactly right. It's just, I, I just agree. What not it God. Is. It's just what it is. And uh, and I, I had a situation where um, I was in relationship with a certain somebody and uh, I had found out that things was happening on the job. Mm. And old oh, buddy. Oh, I was there. I was there. I'm talking about red dots on all of China. This mm-hmm. bull about to go tear everything up. But I thank God that he had me covered already. Because he knew, okay, you're usually the one. I'm usually the one that people call mm-hmm. and say, man, I'm about to do something stupid. So I'm calling you talk so, you can, talk me out, so you can talk me out of it. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> uh-huh. Please help me get out of this because otherwise I'm going to do it. And then sometimes I've gotten calls where the stupid has already occurred. <laughs> and now just help me undo <laughs> the stupid. Or figure out my or way figure out. out my way out. <laughs> um, and I called my, my roommate from college. And I uh, give my, my boy uh, a shout out. I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying his name. Al, you know, I got to give out a shout out because I called him. And this is why I called him because I knew we were tight. So if anybody is going to help me inflict pain <laughs> on this situation that I want to inflict pain I, on, it's I him. Ride die I got a ride or die with me. I got a ride or die with me. You with know me. I'd do the same thing for him. Yes. You know I would. <laughs> and it's so crazy because in, in a time earlier, a situation that had happened where he lost his mom and a drunk driver, you know, irresponsibly you know, did what they did and it took his mom's life mm-hmm. in a car accident. 
And uh, his cousin got me on the phone and said, he won't talk to anybody but you. And I remember him telling me what he wanted to do to the guy. Mm -hmm. And inside, I wanted to come and do it with him. Mm -hmm. But God had a hold of my heart and said, no, that's not what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You're going to tell him this, and this is what you're going to say. Talk to our audience, Marcus. Go ahead now. And so, and so I had to grow up right then and there in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then here it is some years later, of course, very different circumstances, but still circumstances where I wanted him to then join me mm -hmm. to go inflict the pain. Uh -huh. I'm talking about, I didn't got, I purchased the ski mask <laughs> and the black gloves. Come on, let's talk Cause, about cause, it. It's real talk. You know, and, and, and love God and everything. But see, I, I, I've been pushed to a point now where we're going to pull up to a job. And we're going to see who it is. And we're going to jump out and do it. And then we're going to jump back in. And see, my thought process wasn't I'm going to jail. My thought process was we're going to do this so smooth and clean and quick. And we're going to get out of there. They're going to leave no evidence. They're going to be like, I don't know. They're just two guys in black masks and gloves. They came up. They we didn't tell you what color they, they were. They're right. They beat them down. They got back in the car. They sped off. I had to plan all out. I said, bro, this is what we're going to do. Come on, real talk. On the way there, God used them. Mm. In the exact same way that God. Wow! Used on the way there. On the way there. Because we, we was in the car. Oh, we was in the car. Wow! Oh, we was in the car. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't gonna be no conversation, you know, before we got in the car. We, we was in the car, but on the way, it's like that was my one to ten moment. Wow! It really was. Wow! And he took that time to just be like, I mean, he knows me too, mm -hmm. so he was asking me logical questions like, does Does he even know who you are? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, do we, do we know what he looks like? <laughs> you know, and I'm just and I'm sitting there like now he's making me think. I don't want to think. I want to execute. I want to execute. Right. I, I want to think. I don't want to think. I want to execute. Right. Time to think. Let's execute. Right. Come on. Let's talk. Real you, talk you, to our listeners. What you got? You got a name? Yeah, that's what I got a name. You know what it looked like? No, but I got a name. I know who to ask for. Well, what if you beat up the wrong? You know what? Right. He's talking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm mad. Somebody I'm mad. gonna get beat up today. You know, I know it's gonna be the right one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. Wow. And and he helped me focus my energy mm -hmm. on where it needed to be focused at. Hey man, there's an issue in your relationship. And that's where the focus has to be. Not right. on not on the result of the issue, right? But the issue itself. And these are things that you said to me that you talk and I'm sitting there like I don't like you right now <laughs> right because you're not allowing me to act out what I want mm -hmm. oh but, wow but it was so necessary it was so needed mm. Mm. and I remember like it was yesterday wow <laughs> the, hey listen I understand I, I and I say this um as much as I love God's people I, I, oh yeah, I got this for them and me. <laughs> it never occurred to me. Come on, I want y'all to hear this. Come on listening. Now. The devil was using me to promote his agenda. I was hurt, angry, disillusioned, and disappointed. I was devastated. Somebody out there, you're hearing me right now because you got the ski mask, the gloves, and the baseball bat. I know. Mm -hmm, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm, you've got it planned all out. You're ready. It's going to happen at church in the parking lot on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> all I had endured and experienced from the beginning had come to a boil. This must stop. I fully intended to be. Now, for those of you that want to make this biblical, I, it says I intended to be the wrath of God. Mm. Not God having his wrath. I intended to be the wrath of God at that moment. I was perfectly okay with this assignment. Then I heard the audible voice of God from Psalm 105, 15. Touch not my anointed. Mm. 
Mm. nor do my prophets no harm. Now, if you think I responded the first time, you are mistaken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Be real about it. <laughs> yes. God had to speak not once, not twice, but many times before I'd gotten my emotions under control. When he told me I couldn't do what I wanted to do, it made me even angrier. Mm. I can't believe you're asking me to take this from them. I can't fathom you're allowing this to happen. I've served you faithfully, even in this foolishness. I'm not Jesus. That's the pre- earlier chapter. Yes, Remember yes. Chapter. And it was so good. Yes. Yet God kept speaking. Touch not my anointed. Your life depends on it. Touch not my anointed. Your ministry rests on it. Mm-hmm. Touch not my anointed. I'm saying it to someone on the line. Your integrity is hanging in the balance. Touch not my anointed. Your relationship with me is decided by it. Touch not my anointed. Choose this day whom you will serve. Touch not my anointed. Your generations will be governed by it. Touch not my anointed. Nothing and no one can stop my plan for you but you. That's so good. So I walked away. It didn't change how I felt. Mm -mm. It didn't change what I wanted to do, not right away. Later, I realized that my walking away not only changed me, but it also changed others. And you know what? Change is just another name for God. That's it. It's just another name Touch not my anointed. I know you're asking the question, why you can't touch them? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Can I pinch them? Put something in their coffee? Listen, y'all, we've been down that road. Marcus, Elliot, and I, we've been down that road. But I want to say to you, don't change the trajectory of your life, of what God has for you, over what somebody said Mm-mm. or did to you. What God is doing is building your character and your integrity. Because I promise you, I'm going to say it to you because I feel this. If you can walk away from this, if you can walk away from this, then what you've been asking God for, you're going to walk right into. Mm, That's so good. If you can walk away. This is my prophetic side now for somebody out there. If you can walk away from this, whatever your this is, not retaliate not say anything, not do anything, you will walk right into the amazing blessing that God has for you. The thing that you have been asking God for the most, Mm. you will be in a position to receive because you didn't touch his anointed. God will handle the situation. That's right. And he will vindicate you. That's right. I've seen him do it. I remember I served a ministry where the Lord wouldn't even let me speak when folks said something. This ain't the first time. This is what I wrote ain't the first time. Ain't the second time. Ain't the third time. Ain't the fourth time. It's <laughs> one of them times. And the Lord refused to let me speak. Oh, wow. He said, I will defend you. That's right. I will defend you. He would not let me open my mouth and a lot of stuff was said and things that 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 attacked my character personally, that attacked my integrity personally. And I had, I, I'm sitting there and the Lord is saying, hush, or like Medea, hush, <laughs> hush, yeah. be quiet, be quiet. I finally, when we left the ministry, I found out later that we were in a meeting. There was a meeting. And my name came up and someone said something negative. 
and every person in the meeting walked out. Wow. Because they knew it wasn't me. Wow. And they stood up for me. That's beautiful. And so I say to you that God will vindicate you. The question is, why can't I touch your anointed? Because your life and your children's life and your generations depends on you not reacting to the situation. Somebody, Marcus, close us out on this. Somebody out there just walked from anger to order. Amen. Because his order steps is what's going to take you into that next phase of your life, that blessing yes. that's right there for you. Yes. That anger throws us off course. Yeah. At best is what it does for it us. It does. It does. But when we are in alignment with him, when we can just give it over to him, just yes. give it over to him. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. Yes. Trust me. Yes. I did not want oh my. to turn that car around. <laughs> <laughs> but God used a friend of mine mm. to help open my eyes to see. And that's what I'm hoping that we are today, of a voice, the voice of a friend that's yes. saying, turn that car around, turn, turn that around. situation yes. around. Give that thing to turn God. Yourself turn yourself around. Turn yourself around. And then God can help you really deal with the situation. That's right. Because then he'll come in and mm. he'll take over and he'll bring the deliverance, the healing, even the judgment mm -hmm. and whatever else that needs to take place. That's right. He'll do his job. And maybe before we close it tonight, maybe God was using the person to free you from yourself. Ooh, Lord have mercy. So mm. maybe what was being done is being done to free you from the expectations of others, to expect nothing from others, but everything from God. And maybe the situation is to challenge you and let you know that you need him and nothing else. Last word for me, Elder, on this one. Um, one of my favorite speakers, Dr. Miles Monroe, yes. said this. Um, and he was repeating a quote, but he broke it down so eloquently. He said, um, of course, do not make a permanent decision over a temporary circumstance. I love that. And can I piggyback on that? Go right ahead. I have a quote that says, don't let an adjective for a moment become a label for a lifetime. There it is. There it is. Don't let an adjective for a moment become a label for a lifetime. Don't let, what did Dr. Monroe say? Don't let a, uh, don't make a permanent decision over a temporary, temporary. circumstance. We want to tell you that. And then for those of you that might be going through the situation and really don't know who to connect with, we're going to offer you again an opportunity to connect uh, with Jesus Christ. Um, the word of God says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, heart yes. you shall be saved. Yes. And so we offer that to you tonight with this simple prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, ooh, I'm angry right now. Mm, I'm hurt. I'm disillusioned, I'm devastated, I'm disappointed. Your man of God, your woman of God has hurt me deeply. And I'm not sure how to handle it. I want to walk away from you. But really, walking away from you is not going to help. So, Father, I ask that you come into my heart right now. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died on the cross for me, that your blood covers me and covers covers me and your love covers a multitude of sins. And so I offer myself to you now. Come into my heart, come into my mind, come into my spirit. Be my Lord and Savior. 
I accept you in you and know that I accept you as you accept me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just like that, amen. you're a kingdom citizen. We need you to know. Yes. And for those of you that have been dealing with angry situations in ministries, we want you to know just you're 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 a step away <laughs> from an amazing great moment. Yes. That God has for you. But what you do in this moment will determine what God will do in your life. Yes, ma'am. This is Elder Gwen Cohen. We are signing off with the podcast, The Prophet's Voice, Real Life, Real Time, Real Talk with a Very Real God. I am excited about my co-host, the amazing Marcus Moody of <laughs> O-Pay, Original Purpose yes. and Intent Media Productions, as well as the love of my life sitting here, Elliot Cohen. You can reach out to us, remember, at theprophetsvoice.net. And also just want to make you aware that we are doing our free masterclass, The Power of purpose. You know, the prophet's voice is about bringing your purpose to life. And you can do that December 6th through 9 or December 13th through the 15th. If you go to the website, www.theprophetsvoice.net, you can RSVP and we'll be excited to have you and glad to see you. In the meantime, remember, we're about bringing your purpose to life. Have a good evening. Oh, 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 oh